Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL. And yes, you know it. You are now on the front line. You are right up on the line with me as I continue this pandemic podcasting special. I got a good one for y'all today, man. Y'all gonna have to roll with me. Stick with me. I feel good now, but who knows how I'm gonna feel once I get to start talking. I know y'all will be like, here you go again. I'm absolutely ready because y'all need this information, man. We are currently subject of victimization, but we knew that already. We knew that before this pandemic even came. We're the last to be thought about. We have the least amount of resources available to us. I need y'all to hear me today, man. Black communities across America, if you are still not aware that we can contract this virus, I just want to remind you of a few hot spots. Now, this is not my information. I just went out there and got it. So that means you can go get it, too. But I'm okay with you listening to me and letting me provide you with the information. According to the USA Today, New Orleans, Louisiana. I want y'all to know they make up 60% of that population. Black people make up 60% of that population. But yet, we are 70% of the coronavirus deaths. In Detroit, Michigan, 82% of Detroit, Michigan's population is made up of black people. But 40% of the coronavirus deaths are made up of the black people. And yes, I said it just on the last show. Chicago, Illinois, their population makes up 70% of the coronavirus deaths. Anything sounding familiar? These are not just hot spots for us to contract the virus. But not only are we contracting the virus, we're dying from it at a higher rate. Especially in the places where we have a large amount of the population. Now, I've been pleading to anybody in the black community that would listen to me to take common sense measures. I've continued on a cool acronym, SIA, S-Y-A-A-H, stay your ass at home. And I just don't know why y'all won't get emotional with me about it. I know at some point people tell you, don't get emotional, get informational. So here's some information. Wherever there's black people and we contracting the virus, We're dying from it higher than anybody else that's contracting it. But I'd ask myself why. Because I'm bothered personally. You should be upset too. Like no one's even asking the questions that can help anyone that looks like us figure out a way to process it. I'm bothered, man. I might even be going through some stage of depression. I know I started my first um, launch of my podcast. I was happy. I wanted to talk about happy-go-lucky things, and I just want to provide us with some amazing information on how to deal with the quarantine and, 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 and continue to survive and keep our mental health intact. Then I got upset because it was a joke, and people from my community thought we couldn't even get the virus. Well, tonight I'm just sad. I'm feeling a type of way, as we say. You feel some type of way. I'm bothered, I'm emotional, I'm sad, because I really need y'all to get it. I really need you to stay at home. I really need you to follow the CDC guidelines. I don't know what type of scenario I need to cook up to help that guy on the block over there under the 
Overpass playing checkers, the corner boys to hear it, or even just our wonderful women who's starting to pay attention to us like they're invincible. We're not invincible, y'all. I'm concerned because there's no one that's willing to help us flatten the curve. You've heard Kumo come on and give updates about New York. The curve is being flattened. People are contracting it at a lower rate. Well, I need somebody to come help us flatten our curve on death. Because while we're contracting it, the death rate for us is a lot higher. I need somebody to come in and help us. Somebody who can stop feeding us information that doesn't mean a thing to our day-to-day activities. As my uncle would like to say, man, look, it's something a little janky about this now. That, this, this, this here looking a little bit janky. I don't want to give y'all no janky information. I want to give y'all some information that helps with our day-to-day. That's why I bought on a mental health therapist. Because I know when we're quarantined and we sit next to our spouse or significant other, this is more time than you've spent with your significant other than you've probably ever spent. Some of us are finding out that we really don't like our significant other. And then some of us are finding out we really do like our significant other. Some of us has even made the decision to, to, to lock it up and, 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 and get really serious. You may even got down on one knee. Then I came out with a gentleman to help ease your thought process about this uncertainty. And he gave us real talk. He didn't hit us with these big words from a cultural scientist. He gave us real talk, stuff that'll help us with our day-to-day dealings. And I'm gonna need y'all to comment on that. I need to, I need to know that I'm giving you something that'll help with your day-to-day dealings. I need to know that the content that's being presented is understandable and easy enough to move us forward and help us progress. That's why I felt the need to start opening my mouth a little bit more than just the people I sit out in that Corona with. Shout out to all the people I sit out the Corona with. I miss y'all. I'm still in this quarantine situation. Hope y'all listening. Throw a comment on the page. How do you find us on this page? It's the Facebook page, Frontline Stereo Podcast. I hope that's simple enough, people. Like I said, I have something real special going on for us today. And you know what I like to do on the front line. I'm, I'm trying to keep it even here, y'all. So I'm going to throw this music on and talk about that lineup. Oh, no, backroll. I have a one in 432, 132,000 opportunity today. What is that opportunity? Because that's a real specific number. Because y'all won't listen. I have found someone who is willing to share their story. What story, pray tell, is that? This is a person who decided to come right up to the front line who's contracted COVID-19. They actually have the coronavirus as we speak. And they're recovering. So hopefully they'll be one of the 23,000 people in that recovery number as opposed to just falling over into that death toll. We don't want that statistic. I'm going to speak to one of us today. 
I ain't called no actors. I ain't called none of my radio friends. I went straight back to my city. Since they already reporting on black numbers, Helen from Chicago, I'll have a guest that has COVID-19. Some of y'all gonna even recognize it. She's currently medically quarantined in her home. And we here on the front line to give you the real conversation. Give you something up to date. That's the lineup today. That's why I had to do it like that. I hope y'all ready. I'm gonna bring in, we gonna get right to it, baby. Again, this is TL. And as usual, I appreciate y'all joining me. Hold on real tight. Come up close to the line with me. Frontline Stereo Podcast. Here we go. Frontline Stereo Podcast listeners, just like I said, I wanted to bring you someone, one of those 432,000. That's the number we got coming through the U.S. And like I said, I want to get right to it. So Frontline Stereo Podcast listeners, welcome Miss Jazlyn Blake to the show. Hi. Jazz, how are you? I'm good. I know it's been a while. I was scrolling up and down my Facebook page, and I couldn't help but notice you was one of them, those numbers. 432,000 yeah. people in the U.S. have contracted this virus, and one of the people I grew up with and from my same hood, from my same city, like they say, what, what, what the black people say, it, it hit hard when it hit home. It definitely hit home. So I just, before I even get into asking you any of these questions that I'm sure a million people want to ask a person that has contracted the virus, I just want to know, how are you doing? How's your health? I right am now? getting I'm getting better by the day. It has been a long three weeks. This journey started for me on March 18th, and I am just getting back to normal um, probably this week. Oh, wow. So just you, you, you got real specific when you said on March 18th. So uh, here's the number one question. I'm going to ask it because you brought it up and you said March 18th. That was real specific. Yeah. How did you, I, I how do you believe you, yeah, how do you believe you, contracted this virus you you hit it you hit a date you hit the nail on the head with a date so prior to um our city being on lockdown um i'm from chicago prior to our city being put on um lockdown a lot of the bars were open um for business the last day of business on march 15th which was a sunday so we were all out um and about and, you know, every, like everybody else, I went out for the last hoorah before having to be quarantined. And um, I believe I contracted it the night that I was the, the last night that I was out at the bar. Oh, wow. So the day before we at the club and boom, day before the lockdown. So hindsight 2020, I'm sure you wish you would have stayed home that night, right? Uh, had I known that the last hoorah was, uh, going to play with my, my health and my livelihood, I absolutely would have stayed home. Mm, speaking of your livelihood, whew, this is tough, man. 
Speak, but speaking of your livelihood, like how's your, you're working, right? Um, tell the frontline listeners a little bit. I mean, you don't have to go into full detail, but just a little bit about what your, what your work is, what you do for employment. Um, and how, how's your, your employer been responding to, to you with the COVID-19 virus? Sure. I'm a medical, uh, I'm a billing manager for a laboratory here in um, Chicago, but because I contracted the virus in the first 72 hours of my brand new job, um, I didn't fall under the, you know, the law where they made that any, you know, business with 50 employees or more automatically had to be paid for sick time Mm -hmm. because you must be employed for 30 days with that company in order for that to apply to you. So I have been off of work since March 18th unpaid. No pay? No pay. Wow. Is is that that doesn't uh, that, that they don't revert back to the the older employee that you left? Uh I could have filed an unemployment claim because I am um because I did test positive for the virus, but I'm sure everybody's been watching the news and seeing that all of the people that have apply for unemployment they are still they're they're waiting so yeah. i didn't even bother man look one of my partners worked down at the unemployment age um offices and he said they're 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 processing over eighty thousand claims in a day so i know it's nuts down there i, I thank y'all for holding up the front line on the unemployment hopefully that 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 check will come soon especially for you we don't want you up in the house where you can't go anywhere and still not getting paid so I mean, like with that, I, of course, I got a, I got a hundred questions, Jazz. I mean, I really do. I got a hundred okay. questions, a, a ton of them. I know people. We want the. We've been wanting the common sense questions. How how are we getting? How is the information that you ask someone can help us through our day to day? And the information like you're giving us now about your employer and how I wasn't employed for thirty days. This is the. These are the things we need to, to know as we go through our day to day. But he, I want you to walk me through what it was like to be tested for COVID-19, get the results and what, you know, just walk me through that day you went in for a test and, and how the results and information come back. Okay. So like I said, I got, um, I, I started showing symptoms on March 18th, which was a Wednesday. Um, I kind of tried to come home and battle it out myself, but I was very, very, very sick. Mm-hmm. So, um, that Monday, the 23rd, um, my employer called just to check on me and see how I was doing. And they suggested like, you know, you've been sick a long time. You got these symptoms. You might want to go ahead and just go to the hospital and get checked out. Not even so much for COVID, but just to see what it is. Cause everybody that I know that contracted the virus, we kind of chalked it up as, okay, this is a cold. This is a flu. Right. So went to the hospital on that Monday, the 23rd, got swabbed for a rapid flu test and a strep, strep test. Okay. So both, both of my tests came back positive. Okay. They also did the sample for the COVID, but they let me know that um, it was a possibility that my sample wouldn't be sent out for testing if I didn't meet the criteria. So at that point, I by me having a positive flu test and a positive strep throat test, technically, 
I did not meet the criteria so because they had a diagnosis for me upon discharge. So here's a question. So they, they're getting ready to send you mm-hmm. home. That they Knowing mm-hmm. what we got going on, we have a whole pandemic going on. And I know the hospitals are short with um, personal protection equipment or PPE. Did they send you home with any PPE and say, hey, you may want to quarantine yourself. You may want to put the mask on, wear gloves. Did they do any of that? No, because I had a because I had a diagnosis of flu and strep throat. Mm -hmm. That's what my diagnosis was. I mean, yeah, the flu is contagious. Strep throat is contagious. But, you know, it's not to the degree of COVID. So that's what they treated me as. That's what they wrote my prescriptions for. That was my diagnosis. And and this is this is is when my uncle would like to say some sound a little janky. I don't know what's going well, on. This this is my question. This is to you. all, but but make we're still in flu season. Okay. So everybody that's getting sick is not COVID positive. We do still have people that have the flu. This is still allergy. This is the beginning of allergy season. So I can I kind of understood why by them, you know, by me having a, a rapid uh, test and it came back positive. I kind of understood why they gave me the diagnosis that they gave me. Now you now you also told me when we when we spoke in regards to you feeling like you were misdiagnosed. Is you do you I believe, was misdiagnosed. So do you do you believe they misdiagnosed you because of some underlying health condition? Do you have any underlying health conditions? I am diabetic and I, I do have high blood pressure. However, my diabetes is under control. I'm not one of those black people that don't go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm routine every six months, get my A1C check, get my, you know, my lab work done. And um, I am compliant with the medications that I have been prescribed um, that I've been taking now for the last six years. So in terms of my underlying conditions, while they were a small factor, because my health was for the most part in check, it didn't take me down like it's taking a lot of other people down. So black people, this is where I say, listen and learn jazz. You take care of yourself. I want people to take care of themselves. Like, like you have been compliant with your, with, with everything. I want you to take care. I want other people to take care of themselves like you have, but go ahead. Let's continue. It is sure. So um, the reason why I said I was misdiagnosed is because there, you know, the, there was a stigma that if the patient came back with a positive flu test, that the chances of them having COVID-19 were, were slim to none. Hmm. Well, we're now finding out that that is not true. There were five of my personal friends, one who's my best friend, we were all diagnosed with a rapid flu test as positive, and we also tested positive for the virus. Yeah, hear that, people. Frontline listeners, hear that. All the people that you guys were all together at the club, right? Correct. So there you go. See, that's that's why you that's why you pulled it back to the club because you and your friends have tested positive and contracted the COVID nineteen virus. Yes. There were about fifty of us that I know personally, like had personal contact with the night uh we were all together in the bar. Mm-hmm. Um and out of the 50 of us, there were about 30 to maybe 35 of us between that Monday the 16th and that Wednesday the 18th that all posted on social media, hey, so I'm he, sick. So here, here. A friend of mine posted. Uh, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, so here, here's the question I know is, is popping up in people's heads right now because it's popping up in mine. Did you travel anywhere? Were any of your friends traveling? Um, had they been in any Asian countries and, and come back in over the past week? Are any of those um, the case for any of you or your friends? None. None. So none of you had traveled. So there you go. And are, are no. you, any of you in the medical field? Um, I know you said you work in a laboratory, but have I'm sure have they have the laboratory taken any precautions for the at the position that you started at? We had so prior so prior to me working at this laboratory, um, I worked for a hospital here in Chicago. Um, I am not clinical; I am admin staff at the hospital, so I didn't have much direct patient contact beyond patients walking in the halls, on the elevators, in the cafeteria, etc. Um, even in my laboratory on the new job, my um, my bosses did their due diligence and the owners making sure that um, whatever PPE they could secure, mm-hmm. they did secure. Gotcha. Wow. So take me to the day they finally told you you were positive for COVID-19. So like I, I went to the doctor that Monday. They told me stay home for three more days. So at that point, I had been home for a week from work. Okay. They told, gave me clearance to go back to work on March 26th, which was that Thursday. I'm driving in my car that morning, and I get the call. Your sample okay, tested uh, positive. Now, remember, keep in mind, I said I had a positive flu test and a positive strep test. So at that point, technically, I was no longer a candidate to have my sample sent out for testing. So right. it was only by the grace of God that somebody sent my sample, sample out. out for testing. Okay. So the so your sample so got, sent out, you, you got your positive um results back. And here's the other question that's popping up in my head. They you're at home now. Are you at are you you're quarantining yourself at home? Is there anybody else at home yeah. with you? I have two children. I have a 10-year-old and I have a 19-year-old because keep in mind, they put all the college kids out of the dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have two elderly parents um, that are here, um, 65, and my dad's 67. And my dad is sickly himself, pacemaker, bed, heart, you name it, my dad got it. So I am in the house with four people, two floors. So it's been even more trying during these last three weeks. So, so, okay. So help me out here. I don't want, I don't want my listeners to come back on my, my Facebook page and be like, and try to beat you up. You got <laughs> two elderly people in the house with underlying conditions yeah. themselves, as well as two children. Correct. So my parents Was there... are downstairs. So they're on a different floor from me. Okay. So I haven't entered, I haven't entered their home since I got sick on March 18th because mm-hmm. Even when I thought it was the flu, I didn't want to be around my dad. So I haven't stepped foot in their house since March 18th. So, okay. So what measures have you taken to keep yourself away from your 19-year-old and your 10-year-old? So that's been hard because we're in the same house. Um, I quarantined basically in my bedroom. So I kept my door closed in my bedroom, and I literally just been in my bedroom only exiting to use the bathroom, and that's it. Everything else has been brought to me. Um, I have my own surgical mask and gloves by me being in the healthcare field. So those were items that I brought home when I came home on the 18th. I've literally been masked up since March 18th. 
And, and how so, long has you, uh, how long is that now? You've been in quarantine for how long now? Oh, about <laughs> 23, 24 days. Oh gosh. I'm I'm so happy to hear you speaking and 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 happy to know that you're you're doing better. But I know this question is is popping up in people's head. Is there nothing else we could have done to further quarantine yourself? Like have you been in contact with the doctors to say like, "Hey, look, I'm in the house with two elderly um, two elderly um, parents of mine, and I also have my two children. Have they have they advised you that hey, likely is likelihood is that that they're also affected or or have have some? They may just be asymptomatic or contracted the sure. COVID nineteen. Did did the doctors tell you anything like that, or have you had any contact about with that information? So when I got my diagnosis, that was my first concern. So I did ask my questions initially when I was on the phone with the case manager mm-hmm. who um, advised me that I was positive. I let them know that I have two smaller children that were home and I have, um, you know, elderly parents. So I've stayed away from them. We're still, you know, we're still in the same space. And so they basically just advised me that the best thing to do was to keep all common areas clean. Okay. Um, to keep them out of my bedroom, since that's where I had been, keep them out of here completely. Um, I couldn't hug my kids. I couldn't kiss my kids. I couldn't touch my children. Um, and all I did was keep the most common areas of my, my home sanitized. So I kept all doorknobs sanitized, the refrigerator handles sanitized, all um, faucets sanitized, the bathroom sanitized, the kitchen sanitized. My um, my kids probably have washed their hands more in the last three weeks than they've probably washed them since they've been born. I literally had my kids on an hourly regimen, no exaggeration. Every hour, my children had to wash their hands. Oh, wow. So t- tell me this. With your kids being in the house with you, what what are you – I know it's popping up in my head. What What are you sanitizing the home with? I went to old-fashioned bleach and water. I was not dealing with the craziness that was going on with the shortage of everything. Uh, Every black home keeps some bleach in it. We wash dishes with bleach. Bleach is a part of our cleaning regimen and been a part of our cleaning regimen all our life. So I went to the store um, the day that I found out I was sick. When I first came down with my symptoms, I just Mm -hmm. went to the dollar store. I grabbed some spray bottles. I grabbed about five of them, came home instantly, and I filled them up with bleach and water, and I literally bleached everything down in my home. Did you say you went to the store? I did. I didn't know I was COVID positive. Oh, you didn't know yet? I I was going to say, did you just say you went to the store? I was like, oh, gosh, no. No, I I got what I needed before I came in the house, so when I— so I got sick. I left work. I took a half a day. I left work. I got what I needed to come in the house because I knew I wasn't coming out anytime. Soon so I knew I wasn't coming out anytime. So, so I grabbed what I needed before I came in the house. And mind you, I told you, I've been masked up since March 18th. So when I got to work and I was healthy and about 11 a.m., I started feeling kind of ugh, kind of icky. I had a mild cough, like a little dry hat. I instantly put my mask on we already super sanitize the office every day we come in that's my regimen i come in i chloride i have chlorox wipes on my desk i wipe down everything my chair my desk my keyboard my monitors everything every single day okay 
So, so, so let's do this. Let's, I was, so let's, I was I was masked up, so I wasn't around the public just breathing on them. Just by me having that little hack, I instantly put a mask on. Because I am paranoid. I'm glad you are telling me this. I am so paranoid. I'm glad you did that. But let's 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 bring yeah. some let's bring some truth to the myth or break the myth. Was it really hard? Was it really hard to get a test um, for COVID-19? Yes, I'll, I'll start the first day that I was sick because your doctors don't want you just walking into their office or the, even the emergency room doesn't just walk, just doesn't want you walking into the office. So the day that I initially got sick on the 18th, I called my primary care physician. Mm -hmm. They were so scared. They were like, um, no, because we're oh, not wow. doing the test in the office. They were like, call the CDC and see, can you find the location to go get tested? I said, okay. So I called the CDC. The CDC has their, you know, their little screening. Okay. Um, and the CDC told me just based off of the symptoms I had at the time and the fact that I hadn't traveled anywhere or been around anybody that had tested positive, I wasn't a candidate for them to refer me to a testing site. So that's the truth, not a myth. So it is hard to get that. Test. I came home, like I said, just treating it like it was the flu. I mean, a germ is a germ. So, so yes, I just, uh, sanitized my house and just, you know, treated it like it was the flu. So it is very, very hard to get a test um, only because the testing kits are in such a short uh, supply. If you look at them, even if you look at the numbers on the news, you see how many people have been tested versus how many people actually uh, have been recorded to have the virus. And that mm -hmm. is because Every sample is not being sent out for testing. And they tell you that upon your swab. Oh, wow. Got you. So they, so you can get tested, but you might not even have your sample sent out. That is correct. Oh, wow. Look at that. Truth. Another truth. It's, it's tough out here, y'all. Okay. So I, I, we, we got the con, we, we, we figured out how you, or at least you, you, you determined how you've contracted the virus. You told us your experience at the, hospital and dealing with the doctors and dealing with the tests and you're telling us about your quarantine here's the, the front line couch conversation piece how your friends been treating you how, how how have people been treating you now that you've had you've been tested positive for COVID-19 my friends were very um supportive believe it or not a lot of them were very secretive I posted up a status on day 11 of my quarantine and let the world know hey you haven't seen me well let me back up I was on a FaceTime call and we screenshotted FaceTime with a couple girlfriends and I was masked up in the call. And you can see on my social media picture, like, okay, something's wrong. She's sick. I, I, you and know so, what I seen who else I seen on that picture. I seen one of my faves. Tell, tell Miss Angie Tamika to call, call a brother. I sure will. Uh-huh. Tell her I know so, I see you. <laughs> so yeah we um we were all on facetime and i was masked up and so when when the picture was posted i started to get inboxes um on uh social media asking me you know was i okay you know i look sick is everything good so the next day um i decided to you know just make a status letting people know like hey you know i'm okay i am uh i did test positive for the virus but you know um, making the best of the situation. From right. there, I got multiple inboxes of people saying, "Hey, I got it too." Oh wow! So that 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 came as a secret. Like I don't want you to tell nobody, and yes. I ain't gonna be as open as you, man. See, look, that's when yes. you seen that Facebook post going around talking about 
um, this is like a zombie apocalypse. Those that are high to bite is like the people who wouldn't tell you they tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. Hey, yes. look, man, look, y'all better start. Y'all better start coming out, man. Look, this is pertinent information that we need to know so we can know how to move forward and progress with each other and, and support each other. So I, I appreciate Jazz, you coming out supporting um, or I appreciate you, Jazz, coming out to at least be able to allow people to support you. So tell your friends so to start coming daughter, out. My oldest daughter, on the other hand, she lost an entire clique of friends. What? Be behind my status. Yeah. I mean, you know we paranoid people. It sucks. We are paranoid people, and this thing is killing people. I mean, I didn't seen people wearing trash bags and 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 everything, trying to think they they protecting themselves from this virus. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you find out who your real friends are now. I hope that's that what you exactly told her. Exactly what happened. She found out who her real friends are. Yeah, I hope that's what you told her. Anything yeah, she understands now. Anything you want to tell my listeners, because I don't want to hoard your time. I, 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 I just want to make sure I, I got the, the heart bleeding questions that everybody would want to ask somebody who has actually contracted COVID-19. I'm glad you are, are um, in recovery. Um, I'm very happy about that. And I just want to give you the Thank opportunity you. to speak to the listeners and say, is, if there's anything you want to, any message you want to leave, the frontline listeners? Um, the biggest thing is please take this uh, shelter in place order wherever you are, whatever state you're in, whatever city you're in, take it serious. And the reason is very simple. There are people that are walking around asymptomatic. You may be one of them. There are people walking around that might only have one symptom and like priming that they just might have a headache. Um, but if you're home and you are positive or you are home and you're someone that you know is positive and they're at home, the likelihood of transmission goes down as long as we are in our homes. The average person has this virus in their body from as little as 10 days all the way up to 37 days. A case like I had, which they consider um, severe, the average person has the virus in their house for, I mean, in their body for 19 days. Oh, wow. The, a, a critical case, this virus can live in your body for 24 days. The most severe critical case that might require a ventilator or a respirator, this virus can live in your body for 37 days. So if you are home and not encountering people, the likelihood of you getting the virus or passing the virus on, if you're somebody that hasn't had a test, it drops down greatly. So the best thing that you can do is just stay home. Let's ride the wave until this thing is over. And prayerfully, the heat will go ahead and kill the virus as we transition into a different season. Man, I got to get a doctor on the show so we can talk about that because I do want to know. I'm out in Florida now. You know, I'm in Florida now. And I, they've been telling me about this heat supposedly killing viruses. But, again, Jaslyn, I, I really appreciate you coming on my show, helping me out with my launch. This pandemic podcasting special has just been made special with this 
once in a lifetime, one out of 432,000 people. You came <laughs> on my show and blessed my show for me. So, again, thank you so much for um, gracing my show with your presence. And, and I'm glad you you're feeling good to, to, to at least do this for me. Yes, no problem. Stay safe out here, people. All right. Thank you so much. So there it is, Frontline. From her mouth to your ears, you just heard directly from someone who's contracted the COVID-19 virus. I don't know what else I can do to get you to help us flatten this curve for the black community's death toll. Because we getting it. You know it's been said. It hit hard when it hit home, man. And it hit hard. You just heard. You can have a COVID-19 test. And because you don't have the proper symptoms, your test still doesn't go out to the labs to have them tested for COVID-19. You just heard someone was misdiagnosed. You just heard after being misdiagnosed, you can get sent home with no personal protection equipment, no PPE. You just heard you could be walking around with COVID-19 and you not know for a few days. Forget if you asymptomatic. This is a person with symptoms. A severe case because she had all the symptoms and she was sent home with nothing. Man, look, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not an expert, but that came directly from someone who had COVID-19. I'd probably listen to that person. Again, if you got a question for Jaslyn, don't hesitate to leave it. I know it's some bleeding heart questions out there. Come on to the Frontline Stereo Podcast Facebook page. Leave us a comment. Because I'm not taking no break today. I'm done. I can't do no more, man. I said it. It hit hard. Because it hit home. If, there, if there's a message that I have for you, hey, y'all, look, we don't need to go to the bars with 50 people deep before they close them. We don't. And we need to stay at home. Because we could be walking around carrying the virus, just spreading it around. But I do want to say this. I want to leave us with this. Jaslyn, you're a strong woman. It speaks to the strength of a black person to deal with some of the stuff that we have to deal with. These are not celebrities. This, is, this wasn't a celebrity with thousands of dollars and in, in, in endless access to health care. This, is the, this speaks to the black person's plight. We already didn't have access. We were already under duress. COVID-19, we're under duress with COVID-19 now. Because what I didn't touch on is, what about the single mother who sat at home with a two, three, four, five-year-old? She can't even take care of her baby right now, y'all. She mashed up and gloved up with a baby sitting in the other room because she don't have anybody to help take care of her child. She can't go to work, can't get paid, can't pay her rent. And God help us all if she just started that job because that means she's not even getting an unemployment claim. I don't know what else to say. Saya, stay your ass at home, please and flatten this curve for us black folks. Thank you guys for joining me. 
you can back up off the front line. 